Welcome back to Theory for Turner Tables, the TFT podcast. I am Ryan. That's Matt. Matt, say my name, say my name when no one is around you. Ryan. Ryan. No, no one is around me. Ryan, Ryan, you make me want to throw my pager out the window, tell MCI to cut the phone calls, break my lease so I can move. I want to put your number on the call block, have AOL make my emails stop. <laughs> Because you're a bugaboo. You bugging what? You bugging who? You bugging me. You're a bugaboo. <coughs> a bugaboo. And we are not alone. We are not just two bugaboos. We are joined by a third bugaboo, uh, a bugabay, my bugabay. <laughs> the uh, DFT punk correspondent, Rachel uh, D. Rachel, I'm doing so, 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 so. I'm doing so, 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 so. I'm doing so, 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 so. Good, 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 good. And you even have the audacity to come and step to me. I do. I have the audacity to step to you. <laughs> Rachel, um, Rachel, I thought I told you to leave your man at home. <laughs> I'm here. I'm bugging some booze. <laughs> I, wherever there are booze, I will bug them. Um, and and we are destiny is not childless. No, destiny has a child. Uh, and uh, we are discussing the writings on the wall, the second album uh, by Destiny's Child, released July twenty seventh, nineteen ninety nine. This was a massive hit. Um, you know, uh, the spawned four sig- singles, right? And sometimes there is a kind of decreasing um, hierarchy of singles on an album where it's like, you know, there's a couple of standouts. And then as you go down the release list, it kind of goes down and down. I mean, Christina Aguilera was a bit like that last week. By the time you get to the fourth single, it's, you know, not quite uh, as high. But the four singles from Writings on the Wall, Writings on the Wall, were Bills, 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 Bugaboo, Say My Name, and Jump and Jump. Jumping, yeah. um, which were just all um, massive, um, massive songs set Destiny's Child up for um, tremendous um, commercial success, uh, set uh, Beyonce on a, a path towards uh, individual superstardom um, that would be kicked off four years later with her solo album, um, kind of set up. Right, this was the last uh, album with Destiny's Child um, original group, right? Of uh, the the group of four, um, and was um, followed up about two years later uh, when they um, replaced two of their founding members, um, who they have replaced so effectively that I could not tell you their names. I could not say their names, um, and uh, replaced them, I believe, with Michelle Williams, um, if that if if memory serves. And uh, and Farrah. Franklin, who then who then also got also, memory hold. Yes, mm-hmm. right. Um, yeah. What they can't so, do, they can't do that to Academy Award nominee Michelle Williams. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Michelle stuck around, right? Michelle Michelle yeah. didn't get memory hold, right? It was she didn't get other. memory hold right away. No, but she, I guess, eventually did. I mean, um, everything got memory hold. When there's Beyonce. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Beyonce is truly big, big brother, right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and this is this is the start of the uh, the, um, uh, the the big brother. I guess the other two members, if correct me uh, if I'm wrong. Are is, Latoya Leckett and what Latavia Robertson. I believe so. Um, and they definitely got the the raw end of the um, of, of the Destiny of the, of the Beyond stick. 
<laughs> yeah, they got yeah, they got the short end of the beyond stick. Uh, and you even see on the music videos is by I think um, say my name, right? Uh, they are they are cut out, right? Yeah, and, that was a Wiki- so- that was a Wikipedia thing that I learned that they they like learned that they were not in the group by watching the music video to their own single. Yes, yes, it, it was a little bit of a, like a Comey Tillerson situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, that is, and it is interesting though because these are songs that are often about kind of fidelity and doing mm-hmm. right by others. Um, you know, it's like you know, it is like say my name, Beyonce. Say my name. <laughs> say my name, Beyonce. Because I think you're singing. I think there's other group members around you. Uh, I think you're running <laughs> games. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, Rachel, I know you were the one who, uh, as, as we were kind of plotting our course um, through the end of this historical stretch and getting ready to end up, um, we didn't actually originally have this on the syllabus. And you said, but wait. Are you covering Destiny's Child? <laughs> I did say that. Uh, you're like, stop the presses, and and I, I pulled I pulled the big TFT lever, and ground the gears <laughs> of our of our churning machine to a halt. Uh, and and so tell me, wh- what 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 did we stop the machine for? What what made you say, wait a minute? What about Destiny's Child? Oh well, I think I you know I do think it's the. It's the the singles from this album are 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 very uh, to me they're like definitely uh, you know r- like part of like what characterizes the sort of sound of pop music at the time right um, and then I think you know I think definitely the birth of Beyonce uh, the superstar of Beyonce is like a big a big part of like my my interest in in covering this album but. I don't know, mainly because I really like these songs when they came out. <laughs> if I'm being honest, it's a you know, like in in a, in a world where there was like you know the the boy bands and then Christina and Britney, you know, I thought the the the, the songs that were the most fun were these Destiny Child songs. I think, I think they were the most fun. They were, um, I don't know, like the the harmonizing and like kind of like like a bizarre like beats are mm. are are really like fun and catchy and to me they like always I always enjoyed them in a way that I you know I can only really kind of like appreciate hit me baby one more time with like distance you know but like at the time I didn't really actually enjoy listening to that song <laughs> whereas like I actually enjoyed listening to these um to these singles you know and I remember even being like you know, like really like liking Bugaboo. Like I put it, you know, I would put it on mixtapes. I would download it from Napster. Like it was like, I liked it. And I actually really liked the singles, which is not, you know, there was, was this a, like you would download, you put on mixed CDs, like Uh, mixed CDs. Yeah. You wouldn't go all the way to cassette. No, I would not go all the way. I still did make tapes. I did still make mixed tapes, but it was more like, I'm like the way, like, you know, it's like more like a fetishization of the tape at the time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I want to make a mixed tape, you know? Now, would Destiny's Child go on a tape or or is it No, tape- that tended to be reserved for, like, like you have to put, like, really obscure shit on a tape, I think. <laughs> yeah, so you have A to get- tape is a little bit about, like, like, flexing your knowledge, too, right? It's not just, like, a message to the paramour or to, like, whoever. It's not that you're just sending a message, but I think there's a little bit of, like, 
flexing your like uh your your muscles sure. about like so you're, you're like hey let me turn you on to this dope song yeah, yeah. Like, like so you for that you, for a tape you would go more something like she can't love you the 13th track off of the writing on the wall because that flexes your deep cut destiny's child uh knowledge uh sure <laughs> wait i sorry i lost the plot for a second we're listening to paramore <laughs> well thanks to rachel we have no destiny's child left behind uh, <laughs> and, and are covering them i mean matt were you were you into this in 1999 i mean how can you not be into jump and jump in right like I, I probably wrote an arrangement of the hook from jump and jump for jump and jump into uh for marching band right uh i'm sure we played that at hockey games and shit right uh, or bills 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 like these are songs that would be good punchlines for a marching band shows yeah (laughs) though it's not like i guess the i guess the i don't think you do i guess that's melodically but like bills 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 if you try to think of a a marching band playing it it's like it doesn't have a ton of melody uh that but but jumping jumping is a great melody um you know and you can loop it just pretty much indefinitely until they drop the until they drop the the puck and i mean and say my name and say my name and like yeah how can you not like these were just part of the air that we breathed in um in in 1999 i didn't you know um something we talked about in in we, we've been talking about our own tastes in teenage music a little bit because we're kind of in that phase, like teens and early 20s. Very authoritative times for for music. But like for me, Destiny's Child was sort of associated with uh, – was like a kind of development of 90s hit R&B, right? And like though, though I think the singles are maybe a little more – a little more interesting sonically and like a little more – um, genre bending. Uh, there's definitely stuff on here that is that could be on a on a Mariah Carey record or something like that, right? And that like, um, uh, and that that to me, like my little brother liked Mariah Carey, you know, and Whitney Houston and those those sorts of things. And so for me, um, so for me, '90s R&B was it's it's not that I didn't do it, but my brother did do it, so I didn't do it, you know. And that like that's a whole other thing about being a being a kid and listening to music because it's not just what you were into; it's like what your parents were into, which you yeah. can't listen to, what your fam family members were into, which you know, depending on how you feel about your family, uh, <laughs> I guess like you can be into or not, and um, you know and this kind of stuff. So it's, so I don't know. It's a whole fraught kind of fraught kind of thing. Long answer. I mean, you know, long story short, no, this wasn't, I think I probably like Napstered the singles from this record and had them, had them as MP3s in some like windows, you know, windows 95 computer somewhere. I, it is, it is interesting just to hear like how both of you approached this. Um, and it kind of, it, it speaks to what's kind of, um, distinctive about destiny's child though, is that Rachel kind of thought of this and lumped it in as a girl group, right. And that this was a girl group like other boy bands and girl groups and, and related acts. Um, and, and that you kind of categorize this as being kind of part of, of kind of R and B and it's both. Right. And I think it's that kind of, it's the, it's the, the girl group, 
kind of teen pop um, R&B Venn diagram that makes this really um, compelling. And I think that that's, I mean, it, it makes it an interesting foil for Christina Aguilera because it, it plays in that. But I think even more more deeply and innovatively. And I, I think that the other kind of piece that is kind of hanging over the, the, the late nineties that is, um, that is here is that, and, and I, I was actually shocked that there is not actually production by Timbaland on this album um, because it has a lot of what I would um, call the Timbaland sound, especially on the singles and, and a number of the other songs, like songs like So Good um, and a number of the kind of more mid to up-tempo um, album cuts all have that kind of stutter step um, kind of uh, version, that kind of syn- that high level of syncopation, that kind of like popping sound, that... Mm-hmm. That, that popping percussion um but but timbaland does not produce any of these right so that um but it's that sound that kind of you know around 96 97 timbaland was blowing up um with the the first couple of missy elliott albums um producing kind of jay-z songs um and uh i think you know genuine i think he did genuine's pony was his first big hit right and so that there is a bit of kind of where r&b is also um, is cross pollinating with with hip hop, the hip hop at the time as well, mm-hmm. and so it kind of, um, yeah. So it, it it is. It's I think even more than Christina is this kind of fusion of styles, and I think while there's a lot of things on this album that end up getting left in the '90s, there's a number of others that kind of um set a course into the 2000s. Yeah, right? the, those are the interesting tracks, right? The ones, the ones that are where there's kind of some sort of element of hybridity to the, uh, to the sound or to whatever. Yeah, no, I think it's a. It, I think the connection you make, Ryan, is is interesting because I think I I had I also did see this as more like akin or living in the same sort of space as far as like the things I liked as like like liking hip hop like like also like I could like I like Destiny's Child. I think because a lot of like the singing was like very like fast and rhythmic, right? Yeah. Um, like a lot of like the Beyonce singing is kind of, is like very, very like, kind of like, like real tongue twisty kind of fast singing. Mm -hmm. Um, and And it has, it has flow, right? And it It has has, like a flow. Yeah. yeah. And so I think I, I actually did, I think in the back of my mind, I did sort of like lump this as all part of like the same, like in my, in my memories, this is totally like a my subjective experience of like my memories of being a teenager like liking this and like the outcast album right like it's like and like and like uh the mystical songs right that were a big the shake your ass shaking your ass but also watching yourself yeah right like you know like all the kind of like top 40 like hip-hop of like my junior and senior years like i i think it's like Destiny's Child kind of slots into that as well hmm. and like liking that um you know and it, and yet it was kind of because it was as um like kind of ubiquitous as like having to hear Britney or Christina and it was like that was what was on MTV Total Request Live right it was in the same space as like that stuff but like infinitely like superior to me or more hmm. like aligned with like the other things I liked you know um yeah, it, it kind of it, it fills. It's like a, 
It's a universal donor for playlists is what, is what I'm something. hearing. Yeah, right, that's, right? Right? I love that. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. Yeah. You, I think you so. can put it on a lot of different kinds of playlists, playlists. right? And, and that's, it yeah. fits. Yeah. 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 And that's, so I mean, are there so other do, bands? Are there other bands that are like that? Like, I feel like the Beatles is one. There are some like deep, deep Beatles cuts or something like that. I actually where, think the talking heads are kind of like that for in like a kind of rock yeah. space. Like, yeah. I think you can put them on, like, I think you can put them, you can slot them into a lot of different, they kind of can fit the tone, whatever tone you've established, they can kind of yeah. fit in. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, trying to think from this recent stretch. I mean, I think some of, like, the Lauren Hill and, and some, like, yeah. I think a lot of the Fuji's-related stuff I think of, also kind of goes that way. Um, that's a good point, yeah. Yeah, it is interesting, right, that we we kind of um, earlier this session kind of talked about which album would be a a party. Uh, you know, you could put it on the album as, as a whole party straight uh, f- beginning to end. And this is definitely not one of those. Right. It's it's so interesting. This is a mixtape album and that the singles from the this singles can go are... a lot of different places. <laughs> but the album itself. I mean, we'll get into it. Right. It's it, I think having heard the singles. um, it's just, it's hard to know exactly what to expect, and you know what? I will um, not spoil it yet. I, I, I will spoil many things, but I will not spoil what the <laughs> album length experience of Destiny's Child um, uh, holds. So go listen to the writing on the wall, um, and uh, and meet us back here to dive right into it after this word from our commercial sponsors. Do you have a bugaboo bugging you, boo? Uh, my bugaboo is bugging me. And I just want to be, I just want a new bug of bay. Yeah, you, know? you want a new bug of bay. You want to get that bugaboo out of your bug of bed, right? Yes. Well, you can with Raid Max Bedbug and Flea Killer. Raid Max Bedbug and Flea Killer kills fleas, bedbugs, and their eggs. It sprays two ways with targeted application for hard-to-reach areas and wide coverage for larger surfaces. The formula is non-staining on water-safe fabrics and surfaces. So wait. So my significant other, who's a bugaboo, was also a bed bug in my bugging me in bed. <laughs> yeah. Your 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 bugaboo bay was a bed bug and uh, and and bugging you bad. Oh God! So when I said that he was parasitic, I meant it literally. You too. did beat that bugaboo bay out. Apply as a spot treatment to cracks, crevices, baseboards, floorboards, bed frames, wall hangings, headboards, and door and window frames. Apply as a surface spray to carpet, mattresses, box springs, walls, furniture, floors, rugs, garments, luggage, closets, and drapes. Early detection is important for the treatment of bugaboos. <laughs> Uh, raid it kills bugaboos dead <laughs> i like blood <laughs> and we're back um i have a question <clears throat> matt, oh yeah matt and rachel okay this writing on the wall <laughs> with its um it, it's gangster intro <laughs> it's mob family godfather inspired intro with its uh, it's it's oh it baker's dozen of commandments um with its its songs of of relationships uh and their end is it a concept album hmm. <laughs> um i mean i i think the answer is a qualified yes uh surprise surprise i feel like 
it's a concept and an album. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I I I don't feel like the in in concept albums, right? Like <coughs> the the concept is sort of woven into the album like mm-hmm. it's it's not just a kind of window dressing or uh or like patter between the songs yeah. it's yeah. it's it's woven in and and i would argue that that's not really the case here though i think there are yeah. some themes that yes. that go through the album like gangster godfather mafia shit is not one of them no, you know? no, no. <laughs> right. And like uh, and even like even if you kind of abstract out and kind of go A to C with with mafia and think of it as like cartels or like communities or like, uh, you know, unwritten rules or, you know, a code of silence, any association you might have to mafia. Those aren't aren't uh, really the things. I mean, I guess there is sort of a sense of like enforcement on this yeah. album and of kind of like putting right something that should not be wrong. Um, but that's about it, right? Like that's, uh, I don't know that, that, and it's, it, and then the scriptural stuff, like, I'm not sure what that has to do with, um, I'm not that sure what that has to do with the mafia, you know, like 10 commandments. Um, hey like, man, you yeah. can't have Godfather without God. <laughs> wow. That's, really makes I you mean, think. Yeah, Jesus. This, 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 argue, this, this album is the best argument I've ever heard for prayer in schools. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I think, um, well, like, I, you know, I think what's, I don't know. So apparently the writings on the wall, like uh, the, 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 the scripture reference is like, Ryan, Ryan, look this up. I'm going to give credit. <laughs> mene, mene, tekel, upser, or whatever it is, right? Apparently, it was like from some king was having a feast, and then like literally, like the hand of God wrote some shit on a wall about like what, like respect me, I'm I'm God. (laughs) And and what Matt said is the the God has numbered uh, the days of your reign and brought it to an end. You have been weighed on the scales and found wanting. Your kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. That's right. I mean yeah that that's a that's a uh there's a lot of um there's a lot of surmise in that translation. Yes. It means, yes. Right it means I will like, say that, right? But like is like, the Godfather like the feast that's interrupted by the by like the relationship writing on the wall? It means it <laughs> means uh, yeah it means counted counted weighed d- separated or divided, right? right, 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 uh, right, right. many many tekel parson and that I that I was the last one I had to Google for the last one. Yeah. And, and, uh, Belshazzar's, um, Belshazzar, the King at his banquet saw that, uh, uh, writing on the wall. And that's a little bit like, um, this is about, this is about something that's kind of an inevitability or, uh, you know, a natural phenomenon, something that is pointless to fight against, but that you're still trying to fight against. And I wonder if that's like about the, the relationship thing. I mean, like a lot of the relationships that if you really sort of cash out what is going on in the situations that give rise to the songs on this album, it's fucked up. 
right? Like, right. it's not, you know, uh, she, she, she's paying all his bills, you know? He's maxed out her credit cards, you know? That's, that's like, have you ever, have you ever, have either of you ever in your life had a relationship with someone, borrowed their credit card, and then just maxed it out without any sense of, like, uh, remorse or wrongdoing or something like that? That's, that's, that's sociopathic. No. No, it's no, pretty terrible. Well, we are we are not scrubs. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we are there are no scrubs in this household. <laughs> yeah, no. It it is it is pretty um that is a pretty dire situation. And then when it's not that it's like there's a lot of like mistrust or like not communicate expectations are not like communicated between the two people. This is also like like very early cell phone days, right? Yeah. yeah, Yeah, yeah. And so like that allows, I feel like the cell phone allows a level of, uh, you know, sneaking around, right? Like a level of subterfuge and, and, um, duplicity that had not necessarily been allowed, uh, you know, before, before, like mostly because like landlines are, are tethered down to a place. So it's not like you can, it would look weird if you carried the, the cordless phone into the other room for two hours to talk at night. Um, but you could go have a little cell phone affair anywhere. And, uh, and then the other thing is like the bill is going to you personally, uh, and not to, not necessarily to like a couple or to an address. So you can, um, keep the contents of your though like pouring over phone bills is definitely uh definitely uh a thing that goes on in this album and it's it's a little bit uh it's not uh reagan's trust but verify it's uh it's don't trust and verify that you never should have trusted in the first place i mean it is it is interesting because you know they are still at the times that this album is coming out um, I believe are are teens, right? I mean, Beyonce is is thirty six now, right? So was, yeah, she was seventeen or eighteen, yeah, yeah, like probably probably around eighteen, right? And so like these are, I mean, and we kind of talked about the, uh, some of this last week. Um, there is a sense where this is a slightly more adult perspective than you would expect from teens i mean that said i think it still is a little different from christina of the the kind of slightly more adults kind of like adult concerns about teen sexuality you put in here um i mean is it, it, i i mean i guess it is what you're saying is like you know what is what has kind of caused these these destiny destiny's children to become destiny's adults um so so quickly yeah no they're already like so jaded <laughs> right like like people like boyfriends are buggy i mean like yeah to be 17 and have to deal with a like a, a mooch is like pretty terrible <laughs> with a mooch or a kind of like a harasser slash stalker, stalker? Right? yeah it's like or a cheater, right? Yeah. Like it's it's you know uh, <laughs> all 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 happy Destiny's child boyfriends are the same, and every unhappy Destiny's child boyfriend is unhappy in his own way, right? They're they're all bad. They're all but they're bad. all different kinds of bad mm-hmm. uh, in the singles. But then I think, and that's what's interesting, right? There's the lit- the three of those singles are the litanies of of three kinds of bad uh, boyfriends, right? The mooch, uh, the cheater on Say My Name, like someone, and then the needy guy, and the needy guy, um, and then and 
So then I guess is jumping, jumping, then the remedy is it leave your man at home? Yeah, I guess so. I guess, <coughs> you know, I guess it is the remedy, but it, that, it, that, that seems sort of like escapist. I actually am surprised by like on an album full of kind of like moralizing and they're being writing on the wall. It is kind of odd to have this like song about like escaping. Right, your like kind of obligations in your relationship, or, um, you know, I don't know. It kind of seems to imply, or as like, it's like already like you're in a relationship that is like not that is like old enough that you are at home and not going out and not being uh, like active participants in the world. So like, you should leave. You should like. You should go out and like. I don't know, be out there. It is so interesting, though, because these are, again, these are teens, and w- and we kind of know that they were cohabiting together. Right. right? Like, <laughs> and yet there's, like, a, there's kind of images. It, this is, like, a dystopian future, but in the dystopian future it is in one in which they are adults cohabiting <laughs> with jerks. Right. right. Well, I get, uh, like, uh, ladies leave your man at home. The club is full of ballers and their pockets full grown. Is that a fat stack in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> that, that's the lyric. It's full, are full grown. I always thought it was full I of chrome. I thought it was full of chrome. Yeah. Oh. Like, like nickels, dimes, and quarters? Yeah. Or, or, oh, I thought like guns. Or, yeah, like, yeah, either way. I know. I always heard full grown. As a kid, I actually heard the club is full of ballers and their cock is full grown. Like, okay, no, I don't think that was. I no, that's okay. that's not, but that's what I heard. I mean, that's what, you know, on, on whatever set of bad speakers I had. Uh, genius. As, no, <laughs> you, you, you just got you just got a bad version uh, on Napster that like somebody just like someone just like voiced in. I got it. Yeah, I got a Desti- I got a Destiny's Child sound alike or something like that. By the way, the the Godfather theme sound alike. It's not exactly the Godfather theme in the in the intro, right? It is a it's a sound alike. It's the same chord progression with enough melodic differences to kind of to kind of make it. Uh, uh, legally distinct, but enough similarities melodically that you you know add a lot of the kind of hooky moments in that in that melody. But the the um, uh, to to do it, but uh, yeah, I mean, so but then I thought it was pockets full of gold, like that they were going to spend money in the club. Uh, but but the geniuses of genius tell me that the club is full of ballers and their pockets full grown, which I suppose means you know engorged and no. engor- engorged with currency, but also could be a, <laughs> also could be a dick thing for you know just just to give my my nineteen year old ears credit. Okay. All right. Well, I mean, I'm willing to go with the genius version. Right. And and all you fellas leave your girl with your friends because it's 1130 and the club is jumping, jumping. So everyone. So though we say he got a girl. Yeah, it's true. You got a man, but the party ain't going to stop. So let's make it hot, hot. Right. Like partying has its own prerogatives. You know, the the uh, we're not going to we're not going to kind of stop the the experience um, and we're not going to sort of wait around uh in in order to kind of have our to in order to have our youth right like it's kind of like hall pass there's a kind of hall pass yeah. ethics yeah, to yeah. it yeah it's what happens at the club stays at the club right mm-hmm. um and yet i think it doesn't right i think that there is it's like 
I think that then what what's interesting is that there's a cycle of the club, right? So in some ways, jumping, jumping, though it comes kind of middle or late in the album is actually the start of the cycle, and and then uh, uh, and and then that that kind of gets you the relationship that uh, that is bad in one of the many ways that the relationships are bad here, um, and then you leave that man at home and you go you go back to the well and right. and uh, and. Uh, and for a brief moment, it's all new, right? And uh, and uh, and and the party ain't gonna stop, but that party will stop um, eventually. Um, but then you can restart the party. I don't know. There is a way in which, in thinking about this, like you know, teenage Beyonce and 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 her groupmates imagining kind of future bad relationships. It is is like. You know, this is the ghost of lemonade future, right? Like, <laughs> a, a, like a little bit, right? Like, um, and, and there is something I don't know. There, there's something interesting about the kind of defiance about these kinds of things, and yet, uh, um, and, and yet, it, it actually. St- it's just interesting to contrast lemonade with this because lemonade is the is the experience of a woman who who actually then lived through this as opposed to a you know um young woman kind of teenager imagining this and having obviously experienced some shit but like right and no and i think like where lemonade is actually personal or like feels like spit that has like the specificity yeah. of like a personal story like all of these songs kind of like are like kind of like almost archetypes of complaints yeah, right yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know like uh he's like spending all my money and he's like a mooch right uh he's like, cheating on me or is like yeah. emotionally distant uh i i'm very bored with him or he is yeah. leaving me bored so i'm going to the club men am i right, right? yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. like a, a lot of the these songs have more of that yes like men am i right yeah um like they're they're kind of they're definitely like a lot more like these like kind of generic stories about like the ways in which like men fail uh men men can fail you including which i guess makes them kind of like commandment d or something well (laughs) including including jumpin jumpin right like the sin in jumpin jumpin is being a downer right both the both the man who you're leaving at home and the girl you know uh in the uh in the other verse right at least you know it's it's equal opportunity um Right, like uh, you should tell your girl she ain't coming tonight. You're going solo. Cut her off because she talks some noise. Right, like she's annoying. And the in in the other verse, the boyfriend is is annoying. I sort of I sort of read, but the party ain't gonna stop as being like. Uh, it's not going to stop for you, your relationship, your your uh, fastidious observance of ethics and fidelity, right? Like the party's going on uh, whether you're coming or not. So let's make it hot, uh, hot, hot, right? Like, and it's a li- like the writing on the wall. It's one of these things that is. Um it's one of these things that is uh, 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 an unstoppable force, right? Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, I, I mean, and that's like interesting, right? Because in thinking about like right, the commandment that corresponds to jumping, jumping is 
thou shall get your party on. And, you, you know, it's the shalls and shall nots are usually um, are usually thought of as moral commandments. But this seems to be more like a physical law. Like it isn't it is inevitable that you shall catch your party on. Right. And and so it's it's interesting. It's like it's a law, but it's it is more like a physical law and, and a, like a, a law in kind of the sciences than it is a sociological law. Right. Yeah. It's just that it's like it, it's like there's a there's some kind of a these are the laws of like party thermodynamics or something. Um, <laughs> and that is it's it's very interesting. Right. It's a different um, it's a different vision. Um, yeah. I know. Thinking about the sins, all of the various sins. I mean, the one that is. I do think that Bills, Bills, Bills is also another one of the more more memorable songs from this album. And I think it's interesting because it also is very much of its time, right? So this was the year, 1999 was also the year of No Scrubs, right? And No Scrubs preceded it by... About six months or so, right? So the, the and no it's scrubs. written by the same Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Oh, really? So Look it's at the that. same. So yeah, you're right. It's this. It's, so so it's, it's the same it's, song. Uh, yeah, it's 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 like, yeah. Look at that. So yeah, the, so that that no scrubs was written by um, Shakespeare Briggs, um, and uh, and then. Um, Bills, 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 and a number of other songs. Bugaboo was also written by by Shakespeare. So, okay, I want to know more about Kevin Shakespeare Briggs because apparently Kevin Shakespeare Briggs has also a lot of these concerns, concerns. about Scrubs. Yeah, about mm-hmm. Scrubs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, a Scrub centric worldview. Right. Right. I mean, or was this the age of Scrubs? I mean. Do you think you know what was in the water in 1999? Is it just the per, like the perspective of Shakespeare, or is there something broader cultural going on that there are these concerns about um, about free riding, basically, right? About free riding men riding on the kind of work of of kind of hardworking women who were were, were left with the bill. Yeah, I think it's an interesting question. Um... I mean, I guess, like, I don't know. I, I you know, I, I think it's a little. It, it is very interesting. It's the same person, right? Who wrote the, who's like behind these songs, and like there's obviously, a, there's a scrubiverse, right? Right. There's like a scrubiverse, right? And like the concern of the scrub. But in trying to think of like, is there something about 1998 that kind of makes this like a like uh, that would bring these things to the forefront or make these songs like very popular? Um. So this is uh, for for what it's worth, right? Ninety eight was a year of, uh, or ninety nine, I guess, was like a year of historically low unemployment, right? It it dipped before uh, before um, before September eleventh, really, the the economic downturn, um, and so like d- unemployment was down near four percent. Uh, during uh 98 and and low end of four percent in in 99 so there there were a lot of uh uh you know i don't know there there were a lot of jobs or at least a lot of people who were job seeking had had jobs um 
So it's not, you know, if if uh, if you're living with a guy who's uh, who's not bringing in any money, right? Um, it's not because there's no uh, there's no work in this uh, in this time period, right? Well, and that's that's interesting, right? It's sort of turning that on its head. Is that if you're unemployed in this in this um, time period, then you must be like a loser, right? That you must be not try- you must not be even making the most minimal effort to find work. Yeah. Um, right, because I yes, because like during a recession, no one is going to like blame you for being unemployed um yeah sure and i don't think and i don't think there's even like is there like the equivalent song now of like the kind of um i don't know like gig economy or something (laughs) like (laughs) like like, it's like it's like no it's like no it's not sufficient for you to work on your app while you do like shopping for other people i believe it's venmo money venmo problems (laughs) right like, we, we don't have like the gig economy song, like you know. No, I don't want to see your app. No, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. It is. Yeah, that, I mean, it is an interesting kind of. I guess there are fewer excuses for for scrubbiness now, right? Because all you need to do is like. You, you could be because we, we're all working all the time now. <laughs> right. Right. And I think like most um, millennials like are kind of living like are, most millennials do not have like a nine to five job that is like secure. So <laughs> right. so there is no like. <laughs> right. There is not this like sense of, oh, you're, you know you're you're lazy or like free riding in any way but it's i mean it's interesting that like what you know the, there's a lot of focus on the downside here but nothing no focus on the upside right like uh it's all the all the bad things like like awful things you've been maxing out my card gave me mad credit buying me gifts with my own ends haven't paid the first bill but instead you're heading to the wall mall going on shopping streets perpetrating telling your friends that you'd be balling and then you use my cell phone calling whoever uh that you think's at home and then when the bill comes all of a sudden you'd be acting uh, dumb don't know where none of these calls come from when your mom's number here more than once right so like this guy uh and, and there's no like but he loves me so good you know like no. Uh, there's no there's no like but oh he's pretty you know like there's there's oh. a, there's no upside in in any of this and none of none of the thing like a little bit like uh, you want to say like well what what are you still like what are you still hanging around with him for like report your card stolen <laughs> You know? Well, I mean, I guess this song is it. This is the boiling point, right? Like, it ends on you and me are through. Um, yeah, it is interesting, right? It is actually <laughs> a song. I mean, it, it has that. It actually also has that that uh, Tillerson firing, Tillerson Comey kind of vibe, right? Because right. it's like, <laughs> hey, by the time you hear this song, you will be, you will know that you are broken up that with. You're, right. right. <laughs> You'll know that you're broken up with. And, you know, I think it's interesting, too, like, the way the song kind of reads, I think the actually the music video for it is, like, telling, right? Where, like, they're all hairdressers, and they're, like, a bit, essentially, like, recounting their, like, story mm. and, like, their complaints about this guy to, like, other women, <laughs> right? <coughs> 
So it's interesting because it, it, I I do think it like kind of reads like it's both it's like addressed to the guy, but it's also like this has been like a this speech has been like chiseled out over like many 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 like months weeks of like hmm. being like pissed and complaining to your girlfriends right about this behavior, which is like to your point, Matt, like really psychotic, right? Like he sounds like a grade A like manipulative like weirdo. Right. Pretending to be like like making money in front of his friends off of your money, um, lying, like straight up lying. Ga- he like gaslights are like, I don't know what these are. He's a con are. artist. He's a con artist. He's like a con artist. Yeah. Like this is not just like this is not just like I'm not applying to enough jobs. This is like, yeah. This is talented Mr. Ripley level crap, you know? <laughs> I don't know who these calls are from. I don't know. Um and and so I, I do think there's I, I do think it's like interesting because it's like this is the ultimatum song. And yet I do think it's also like in the video, I think there's something kind of telling about the way it's staged in the video, because I think it does have that mm. vibe, too, of like this is chiseled over like this is chiseled as like, uh, you know, best friend, girlfriend conversation as well. And in that way, it's kind of still then another way to read that is as like the rehearsal, right? Yeah. It's like well rehearsed list of complaints, yeah. Rather than, um, than a thing that is being delivered, right? Right. It, it kind of makes that is it's still like a notional break. But I mean, there's no reason to believe they never pull the rug out, right? So it does feel like the message. The message is received. It's like he would get the message if he had a phone. <laughs> well, and you know what I think is like the rehearsing thing. Also, to me, you know, if we're like kind of like saying, all right, this is like let we're not going to we're not these. You know, I think and this is a question, Ryan, that you kind of have been raised with bugaboo separately to me. Like, all right, if we like uh, putting aside the tone of this, which is still pretty light, right? Um, like this guy, she's kind of like she's like fed up and frustrated, but it's not like scary. But like, let's say like let's put that aside and like the behavior is pretty scary and gaslighty. It's like it kind of almost is like the rehearsal is kind of like the testimony. It's like the public mm-hmm. testimony. Mm-hmm. She's already like established like she has told all her friends all about this in part because there's this like now credible circle of like testimony. Right. This so is like, the, this is the Comey memos, right? This right. is just, these are just the Comey memos. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. But like, it's kind of like that rehearsal is almost part of like, these are the things he did. Like, this is how it went down. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. not going to be gaslit. Like, no, you yeah. called those numbers. It yeah. is obvious. Yeah. You called those numbers. Um, and so I do think there is like Rachel. I don't know what those numbers are. <laughs> you called them. You, no, called, you them. called them. I know you called them. You called them. Not, I don't know what they are. I mean, you can say that all you want. I just I that doesn't make look, it true. I, look, I know I, what the, this I, is. I, your mother's phone number. <laughs> this is. I can call her right now. Do you want me to call your mother right now? I mean, I don't. I don't know what you think that's going to prove. That's like. Uh, <laughs> You know. Let's call this number together right now. Yeah, you you could have made that call to my mother. I mean, what are you doing talking to her behind my back? That's just uh, that's a real violation of trust, Rachel. <laughs> oh man, yeah, this is this is this is what Destiny's Child relationships will do to you. Like, yeah, it is. It's it's horrifying. It's a it's a dark place. <laughs> yeah, no, um, and I think I'm kind of like on that end. 
you know, I, you know, kind of, I'm thinking bugaboo a little bit too. Like, you know, is it, I think bugaboo is a little different because there it's like, it's like as much as she's saying that she wants to break her lease and move, which is like pretty. That's extreme. That's extreme. Like right? it's like there'd been one more line of it, and then I go into witness protection, right? right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm um, like, I'm, Kennedy. <laughs> no, yeah, it's more. It's not like it's funny. It stops short of being like afraid for her safety, right? It's it's more afraid for the waste of her time. Right. But then again, it's like, it, you know, it goes, it's like always this fine line. Cause like, I, do, I do think you're right too a little bit, Ryan. That's like, you know, leaving, if you're like leaving messages every 10 minutes and then stopping by, that is troublesome. Yeah, that is. Every I mean, 10 minutes is legit. That is scary shit. Right. And then my mailbox is full. That is scary shit. Right. Um, like some of these things are legitimately scary, well, I, but I, then the tone is so light. But then I think that's what's also interesting about this is that these are like the and we've, we've in this session, I think. And again, it's because like Matt was saying, this is the music of when we were teens. Um, <laughs> this has really been you know, of a exploration of various kinds of growing up or not. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that there's a sense where there is, there's, there's, there are certain behaviors here. I think what is, um, what we're actually seeing with these are like behaviors kind of existing and persisting past their expiration date. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like some of these things, right. That at the line of like teenhood to adulthood, um, like they mean very different things. Right. So that um, these are uh, so, so that the, um, you know, when, when the teen boy is calling every 10 minutes, it's like annoying, right. It's a bugaboo. But when like the adult guy is, is doing that, it's, it's creepy, right. It's It's, creepy. It's threatening. Right. And, and, and same goes with, um, you know, with tracking, with, I mean, tracking her down, that's, that's a phrase that's used in the lyrics here. And that, right. that's definitely like a very stalker sort of, vibe. Yeah, she's actually, she's, she's actually uh, dating Tommy Lee Jones in the fugitive, right? Like it's like, um, and, uh, and in fact, uh, and in fact, uh, her bugaboo is actually, uh, the one armed man, um, I believe, uh, is the, right. It's like, uh, you know, he's going through every outhouse farmhouse etc uh to find her um no but it's similar right the the bills 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 you know as a teen is like you you can imagine like the archetype of the teen who kind of is loafing around a little bit and free riding um and and not pulling weight but then as an adult it's it's a much more it's not endearing anymore right Mm. and it's not understandable and it is interesting right like rachel was saying I think that this is this also makes it a very much a time capsule of of our generation, right? Like the the kids these days wouldn't understand all of this, right? I mean, again, Bugaboo in the context of like you know fifteen different apps that are buzzing your your phone and watch at all times, right? Like <laughs> you know all of the Snapchats and uh, and DMs, right? Right, we're in the world where you know like sliding into the DMs is a thing. Uh, I'm given to understand. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it's 
that's interesting like cuz yeah on the one hand like no one has a moment's peace but um on the other hand there is this like there's this sort of isolation that's that's imposed that that the you know the yeah. current generation of young people gets gets tagged in and this idea of like ghosting or kind of being being non-committal right like in the idea of following a romantic interest at all you know there's there's this sense of kind of hyperabundance that the, that the, the app world gives uh, not just in dating but in Instagram and in in everything right like when there's like potential conversation everywhere then any individual conversation is kind of devalued because it's not uh it's not scarce and that um you know so so the kids like would not uh which you know which is not to say that like stalking or threatening behavior isn't a problem still it is uh you know the 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 culture being what it is but but um i don't know yeah they have a different the idea that they're that the natural state uh, that the natural state is solitude and that the natural kind of romantic experience is a sort of fixation, a sort of singular fixation, do seem like they're not uh, uh, assumptions that are any more current. Makes it makes it really a period piece. Yeah, yeah. The booze, booze everywhere, but not a boo to bug me. You know, like it's really, you know, is, is, is the condition that we are. It's like I just want a bug, a bugaboo. Just bug me forever, boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's also interesting, like, I, I mean, just like as a, you know, this boo who's bugging is <laughs> is calling. Like, that definitely would not happen. Yeah, right? No one, right? Like, I actually think that would, like, really scare the, the just one call would scare the yeah, shit out right. of, like, today's you not like many not just like many calls um it's like yeah (laughs) these are actually like the bugging here are like actually like require engagement and cannot just be like sort of muted and like ignored well i mean also i love that like uh, also it is a list of obsolete technologies and companies oh yes (laughs) right the pager MCI as a phone company uh, and AOL, right? <laughs> like, oh yeah, no. I mean, yeah, I, God, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure why she's, it, you know, just move away from your modem, Beyonce. I mean, if you don't want to look at your full email. I just like. <laughs> I mean, she needs a digital detox. Yeah, uh, you know, a- AOL itself was the biggest bugaboo. They, they <laughs> kept kept sending you CDs in the email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man, it's those free. It, it is it, it's just a very different level of boo bugging. Yeah, it really is. It really is very different. Uh, well, I, I think you know the times have changed, but Beyonce is with us still, right? And we have, you know, Oh, we, say we, her name, say her name. Beyonce. Beyonce is Beyonce and she has Beyonce. She's now a member of the uh, TFT three timers club, right? That's a pretty, that's pretty major company, right? She's not yet uh, at uh, mountain goats territory, but she's, she's (laughs) approaching it. Right. Um, And I think that that's a, a, a testament to kind of the role that, that she plays um, in the culture. And, and this really was, um, you know, this, this really uh, helped to put her there. And so, you know, all of these songs, I mean, obviously the way that we were able to kind of dig into them, they are products of their time and yet they're also timeless. Right. And so it is, uh, you know, and, and so they, they both, and they both, I think 
what's in that way they both transport you back to that nostalgia so like like some of the other teen pop does but also still you know actually we were at a bar this weekend um and whatever um you know pandora station got put on was kind of a late 90s hip-hop r&b um playlist and what jumpin jumpin was on right Mm -hmm. and it was you know it was not i mean it was slightly kind of you know, period appropriate, but definitely more like just like this was bar. This was music that could be played at a bar. Right. right? Um, and it was a little different than, um, you know, um, seasonal American small plates, nineties uh, hip hop, right. Which skews us as a little more kind of early nineties. Yeah. That skews more early nineties. This was more like, like, like this was more hip hop dance party. I would say yes. is how I would uh, describe this. And, 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 it, and, and this was part of, the never-ending hip-hop dance party is is what many of these songs were, um, and so uh, so so dance to these songs when you hear them. Put them on the, one of the infinite numbers of playlists they can go on. Sing some of these songs at karaoke. Um, yeah, dance, and- dance, dance like nobody's watching, even though they're probably is a bugaboo who's got his eye on you right now exactly i mean there's just look look (coughs) you can you know the 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 boo can bug you but the but you can't i don't know i i I, uh like don't let the booze bug you all right don't let the booze bug you down yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, don't let don't let the booze bug you, uh, and and stay strong. Uh, take inspiration from uh, from Beyonce and company, from Destiny's Child, uh, and and keep pushing on. Uh, and we will too. And when we return, uh, whether we are jumping, jumping, or just paying our bills, 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 know that we will keep it real. <laughs> <laughs>